as somebody who works under people or works for people in one way or another you need to be able to show your worth you you never know when somebody's going to come to you and go okay but what are you really adding like what are you really bringing to the table as a smart video marketer looking for ways that we can help our clients understand the real roi return on investment of the work that our videos are doing for their business is critical but when we think about data, analytics, it can be seriously overwhelming. So in this episode, my guest is going to help us tame the analytics beast. <laughs> Let's get into it. The world of video marketing for business is changing and I don't want you to get left behind. G'day, I'm your host, Ben Amos, and welcome to the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. Each week, I'll be bringing you the best in the world of video marketing, content creation, business growth strategy, and storytelling, along with practical tips, insight, and knowledge that you need to grow as a confident video strategist and build profitable businesses. Let's get on with the show. G'day, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Amos from Engage Video Marketing. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about the world of analytics, which to be honest, I've got a bit of a love hate relationship with analytics. I love the data. I love getting in there and checking out the numbers and figuring out what's working and what's not when it comes to the work that we're doing with video marketing for our clients or for my own business as well. But I hate, well, hate's a strong word, I guess, but I dislike when the analytics seems really overwhelming. Now I know that there's a lot more that I can be paying attention to. Better ways to be setting up tracking reportability and data reporting around the work that we're doing, but it can be really overwhelming. So in this episode, I invited in a guest who is an expert in the world of analytics and making sense of the numbers. So Bree E. Anderson is a self-proclaimed analytical nerd with a soft spot for strategy. With over 10 years in digital marketing, Bree has worked with businesses of all sizes to create integrated digital marketing strategies that move the needle based on research and analysis. Today, she's the owner of Beast Analytics and a regular contributor to industry publications such as Moz and Search Engine Journal. Now, I know you're going to get a lot out of this episode, particularly if the world of analytics and video marketing is something that you've only dipped your toes into or you're still a bit uncertain about things. In particular, Bree's going to share with us some really practical tools that you can use. In many cases, they're free as well. But when you understand how to use these tools, you can help guide your clients through making better decisions when it comes to their video marketing. And importantly, better position the value that you provide as a video strategist. And if you're doing your own video marketing, then understanding the things that you can plug in and get working so that you can better understand what you're paying attention to in your video marketing, if it's the right things or not. So let's dive in and figure out how to tame the analytics beast with Bree E. Anderson. Bree, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. So for those that haven't haven't come across you before, I'd, I'd love for you to take a moment to just introduce yourself to the listeners. So who are you? What do you do? And what got you into analytics of all things? 
Yeah, so I'm Bree E. Anderson. Uh, I won't go too much into boring things. Uh, you can just Google it. I was an SEO for a while, so that's why I go by Bree E. Anderson. If you Google it, you'll find me. I'm the only one that shows up, really. Um, but I got started in marketing. Uh, all my friends were in punk bands when I was in high school. And so, uh, you know, kind of did the social media thing for them for a little bit um, organically. And then social organic turned into paid social turned into google ads turned into seo um and there there were all these different things that i did where the commonality was always analytics right we were always getting data back and that's what was so interesting about digital marketing um was that it was so trackable in a sense um and so you know, the first time I ran a campaign and was able to attribute dollars to that campaign that were made from that effort, I was hooked. I was like, yep, this is what we're doing. Um, because that ROI is something that, you know, it can't be overlooked. And with traditional media, we kind of lacked for a very long time. So now I do analytics. Uh, I have my own consultancy where I focus on data-driven strategy, which basically means we help you um, gather, clean, and use your data to increase your return on investment. Awesome. That's awesome. So, I mean, that's exactly why I wanted to bring you on as well, because I think for so many people, particularly in the world of video marketing, that, that's the disconnect. There's a real disconnect between content and ROI, Right. Yeah, that doesn't absolutely. mean that there's no ROI, but yeah. and there clearly is. That's why we, we're passionate about using video, right? But I think for so many, and, and I'll put my own hand up here, it's often really difficult to connect those dots. So that's why I want to, we'll, we'll dive into that. We're going to go deep into that. But let me just ask you a question around, you know, what is it around uh, around video and and analytics that you think is, is so important? Well, I mean... It's you make better content by using your data, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, you, you can hook your audience better when you look at the data and see what your retention rate is. Where are people dropping off? You can create better content when you look at what are the videos that people engage with the most? Um, you know, you need to maybe dive into that a little bit more because that's what people are enjoying. Um, but I think you know, again, go if we go to that traditional versus like digital, what we're seeing now, traditionally, we had TV shows and they would say, okay, well, there is a man and a woman and two kids in this house. So we can assume that one of those people were watching this show at six o'clock because the TV was on. Right. Um, but now we can say, all right, a user from the US who is between 18 and 34 and identifies as male watched this video um, and they watched this much of this video. And this is, you know, kind of how they interacted with it. And that is so valuable um, that I, I think it's something that can't be overlooked in this this world of marketing uh, when it comes to video. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, you know, what you're talking about there is just the the big data that is is available yeah. on digital platforms, right? And we use the term big data because it is big and often scary as well. Like, And I think the fear is it can often be really overwhelming for people who are dipping their toes into analytics. I mean, you just open up, you know, um, Google anal or YouTube analytics, sorry, and, you know, you're overwhelmed. There's so much data there. And yes, 
I think they're doing a better job now than they used to in making that more presentable for the creator. But, you know, when you think about all the data platform, regardless of the platform, how, how, how do you help people work out what data to pay attention to and what to ignore? Or should well, we ignore starts, anything? <laughs> well, I think, you know, in order to prevent that idea of analysis paralysis, where like you just yeah. get in, you're like, oh, I have all this data and it could mean so many different things. In order to prevent that, one, you need to know what your goal was for the video before you even create the video, ideally, but before getting into the analytics platform. So if you if the goal of that video was to pitch something, right, then we need to make sure that we're looking at, OK, did people get to the part where we actually made the pitch? Like if you know you make the pitch at 17 seconds, we need to make sure people are staying at least 17 seconds. Um, and then, you know, depending on the platform, you can look at clicks and, and things of that nature um, and work on attribution. But, um, you know, so so having the goal for the video and then knowing before you go into analytics, knowing what you're looking for, don't just go in blindly. I think, you know, me as an analyst, I go into things blindly all the time because I'm excited to be with the numbers. I'm excited to be, you know, um, splicing and dicing and, and seeing what I can get out of the data. Whereas most people don't particularly care for numbers. Um, so it's important. I think it's important to kn know before you go in exactly what you're looking for and just focus on finding that number um, or those numbers. And then, you know, from there, if you, if you find something interesting, you know, you can kind of go down the rabbit hole that way. But um, knowing your goal and then knowing what metrics you're looking for are the two big things you need to know before jumping into your analytics platform. Yeah. And when, when doing some sort of video marketing campaign, I think the number that most people at least initially just go for is, is views, right? So just that clear, how many people watch this video and maybe they'll take it a step further and look at retention as well. So how long did people watch for, but I'm sure that you're probably with me on this, that there's often other data that's probably more valuable than and views and retention. So can you talk us through maybe, you know, what some of that is and, and when we would want to pay attention to, to other things than views and retention? So, I mean, views and retention are great, but only if it's the people that actually matter, right? So yeah. if I get, you know, I, I ask people this question all the time because I don't know that there really is a right answer, but, um, you know, if you, if you have a viral video, like what do you think a viral video is? Because if a viral video goes to a million people and that video, let's say for me, that video was just like a video of my dogs and it went viral. It's like millions of people saw it. That's great. But none of those people are going to book me for an analytic service. I wouldn't imagine, you know, like maybe one or two of them would somehow find out that I did analytics. But that's, you know, that's not my goal. Um, so I think, you know, the big one there is like making sure that it's it's your target audience. There are a lot of different ways to kind of look at that. That is getting a little bit harder, I will say, with um, all of the privacy laws and everything um, that that we're facing right now. Um, not saying that privacy is a bad thing, but just saying, you know, YouTube and Google and Apple especially are all having a hard time kind of attributing um, like, um, like personal data points to things. Um, but, you know, I, 
I say, so the new, the new retention chart on YouTube, what I find really interesting about that is um, that it does show you those spikes and dips. You know what I mean? So the spikes yeah. are generally either people share the video from that point on um, and then the dips, you can assume people are fast forwarding. So, um, you know, you might want to look at that. Another big thing to look at is uh, where your traffic is coming from. I think that's a really big one, especially like you're saying, you know, if, if a video marketer is just looking at, okay, these were all the views we got, but they don't know, like, did those views come from search? Did you make it into suggested videos where people, if it was from search, were they just looking you up? Were they looking up a specific problem? Um, so definitely that traffic is, is where I would spend a lot of time. I mean, I hang out there a lot for myself and the different clients that I work with. Yeah, cool. So obviously there are platform analytics on whatever video platform that you're distributing videos on. YouTube analytics is, pro I, I believe, one of the most robust and, and powerful video analytics platforms. Um, but you can also, you know, if you're distributing on Facebook or Instagram, there are analytics that you can pay attention to as well. Um, and LinkedIn as well, probably not as much on LinkedIn. Yeah, but it's still it, it very there, 2008 right? over there. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> everyone else is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, there are like, do, whatever platform you're distributing on, there are available analytics for you to pay attention to. But I'm interested to explore if we're using video content on websites or on landing pages, on sales pages, maybe where, for example, embedding a Vimeo video, which Vimeo again has its analytics, right? Mm -hmm. But if we're embedding it onto a website, it, it, we can do stuff with Google analytics too, right? Can you talk me through that and just imagine that where I'm a complete newbie, don't have a clue what I'm talking about because I know many of our listeners, this is an overwhelming part of, of tracking videos on websites. Right. Well, I would, I would say, you know, if you do have a video on your website and you're wanting to track how people are interacting with it, your best bet probably, you know, as of today is to set up Google Analytics 4 because Google is automatically tracking that data for you and will report on it, which is really, really nice. Um, otherwise, there are a few different, you know, ways that you could go about it. You can set up uh, an event to basically it's just something on your website that is listening um, for a specific action. So they're just sitting there, sitting there, sitting there. And then if you say, Hey, when somebody presses play on this, I need you to, to like raise your hand or wave a flag or something. So it just sits there and then somebody, um, hits that play button and then they go, Oh, they did it. Hey, they did it. They did it. Um, and, and there are a few different ways to do that. I would say without getting too technical, I would look into Google tag manager. It's probably the easiest way. Um, to track an event like that. Um, but yeah, I'm without having to set up an event or anything, Google Analytics 4 is actually created to track events like that automatically. So you wouldn't even have to really set anything else up. Can you talk us through that? Because personally, I haven't really paid much attention to Google Analytics 4. I've heard about it. Uh, I, I kind of know it's different to Google Analytics that have, we've had kind of set up on our website for years. Um, can you talk to us? What's different? What is Google Analytics for, for people that are just scratching their head right now and thinking, is that what I've already got on my website? 
Yeah, yeah. So um, since 2012, the industry standard has been universal analytics. So when we talk about Google Analytics, you're probably thinking of what's called universal analytics. Um, Now, in October of 2020, Google rolled out a new platform called Google Analytics 4. Um, And the biggest difference there is the focus on machine learning and artificial intelligence, uh, which is why we see things like automatically collected events such as um, video views. But we also see scroll depth is automatically collected. um, Downloads are automatically collected and you know, kind of all of that. Um, if you have universal analytics, you're kind of a step ahead of the game because setting up Google Analytics 4 will be really, really easy. You just go to the admin module in universal analytics and under property, there's an option that just says, get started with Google Analytics 4 and that'll walk you step by step through the process. Um, if you don't have universal analytics, just look up Google Analytics 4 and there's document so much documentation out there to, to show you how to set up. Is it as simple as once you walk through that setting up Google Analytics for, does it then just work? If you've got websites on your uh, or pages on your website with videos embedded in them, is it all just working straight up? Yeah. So once you put the tag on, I mean, it starts collecting, collecting data automatically. In Google Analytics 4, when you set up your property is what it's called, um, there is an option for enhanced measurement. It's toggled on by default. Um, So if you don't mess with it, it will start collecting all of that information automatically. Uh, And you'll start to see all of that data come in within 24 hours. Now, events that are automatically collected, like the video plays and Uh, file downloads and things of that nature, that takes a little bit longer to come in because it is machine learning. So it's looking for specific things, but it's looking for those things to happen more than once. Um, So that'll take, you know, a few days. It kind of depends on how much traffic you get to your website, honestly, um, because that's all data that trains the system. Um, But usually within a couple of days, you'll start to see all of that come through. But yeah, I mean, really, it's as simple as putting the tag up there and just kind of waiting. And does it work regardless of the video platform that you're in, that you're hosting your videos on and then embedding? Does it need to be YouTube because it's a Google property or do you know the answer to that? Uh, I don't know a hundred percent. I don't think it's just YouTube, but I also shouldn't probably be quoted on that because I don't know a hundred percent that it isn't uh, one way or the other. Fair enough. We'll look into that. So what, what do you see as the real benefit when you are using video within a web, a page on a website, whether that be the homepage of a website or a sales page or a landing page for a specific conversion action, what's the benefit of understanding how users are interacting with the video content on that page, do you think? Well, I think it's the, this... I mean, the same reason you track anything on your website, right, is you need to know, you want to know what goes into the decision making process of your audience. So if you have a video on your sales page and you can see that people get 80 percent of the way through the video and the people that make it past that 80 percent, they end up converting at at whatever rate. If If it's higher with the video on that landing page, 
you know that the video is giving them something that the copy just isn't. And a lot of times with video, what they're getting that they don't get from copy is the trust because they see you, they see your mannerisms, um, and you're, and you're building a relationship through video. Um, so really it just comes down to, uh, the decision-making and seeing how the people watching the video kind of changes their decision-making. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It, I'm interested if, if you were to kind of walk through a, an example of, the decisions that you would help a client make. Let's just use a simple example of a video on a, on a sales page, right? So there's a, you know, add to cart or a checkout thing at the bottom of the page. And the goal here is to get someone to click that add to cart button or to complete the transaction. And the video is designed to move people towards that conversion, right? So in simple, in simple terms there, what would you be setting up? in say, I'm assuming, is this Google Analytics 4? Is this where we would be kind of tracking that? Um, and how do we actually, uh, because I, I, I understand you can get the data, but how do we know, like get a visual on that data to know what's actually happening? Does that yes. question make sense? Yeah, no, it does. It does. Okay. So one in Google Analytics 4, you would just need to make sure that, I mean, in, in theory, if it's allowing you to collect that on all videos, um, you would just need to make sure that the tag is set up. You would also need to make sure that you have an event um, specific to whatever page that happened, the add to cart happens on um, and that you're listening for that button click um, in Google Analytics for setting up events is relatively easy. Um, so you would just go to the configuration page which is in the left-hand menu, um, you go to events and then you'll see that click is an event that's already being uh, monitored again, kind of automatically. Um, so you would just go into add an event and then set up the different parameters. Like if it says add to cart, I want to track that click. So that way you know when the event is happening, right? Um, and then you would want to, um, okay, so we asked, hold on. There are a lot of parts to that, that question. It was, what do we need to set up? So the event for the add to cart and the tracking for the video. And then what yeah. was the next question? So how do we kind of get a visual on how people oh. are moving through? I guess the, if the goal, right, is add to cart, um, mm -hmm. you know, how do we understand how people got to that goal? Right. So, um, I mean, there, there are a few different ways. Um, and it's hard because it's different from Google Analytics 4 to Universal Analytics, but we're just going to stick with Google Analytics 4 for the sake of this. Sure. Um, yeah. So I've thrown I've thrown you in the deep end here. I'm just I've just pulled this out of left field. So let's just see no, where we go fine. with this. <laughs> yeah. So um, in Google Analytics 4, there's actually um, an entire section called Exploration. So the same menu that you went to to find configuration, there's something that says Exploration, and there is an entire pre-built template that says, you know, user journey, and it'll show you yeah. how people move from page to page, right? Now, as it's specific to the page that has the video, if we're like, okay, do these people watch the video and do they then add to cart? Um, what I would do is create two different audiences. So you create a segment of people that watched X amount of video, um, 
And then you create essentially the opposite audience, people that didn't watch X amount of video. And when you go into the events, um, you compare those two segments together and you have a good idea of are people um, more likely to have the event happen when they've watched that percent of video or when they didn't watch that percent of video. Okay, cool. So Does if, that make if what sense? I'm hearing you, yeah, well, let me try and, okay. um, let me try and distill this. If what I'm hearing you say is basically in Google Analytics 4, you can specify through some parameters that there's a, there's a bucket of visitors to your site. And let's say that this bucket is those that watched the video on the page up to 50%, right? So you can right. be that specific and it's kind of putting everyone in that bucket if they've taken that action. And then you've got another bucket there that you're setting up, which is anyone who didn't watch the video to 50%. So the re reverse audience. And then you're taking those two buckets and seeing out of the people in those two audiences, how many of them converted, how many of them added, added to cart. And then you've got metrics, you know, visibility on the value that that video has. Is that correct? Perfect. You nailed okay. it. Yeah. Okay, and cool. all of that. So, so what you would do is you would go to, um, on the, the menu in the left-hand side, you would go to, um, let's see, they have behavior events or engagement events. So then you're on the event screen, click on the event that you created that was add to cart. And then you'll get like the data for that. Right. In the top right hand corner, there's something that says comparisons. And that's where you would say, OK, I want to compare these two audiences. Right now, there's an even easier way to do all of this, which is to A-B test it using Google Optimize, which is completely free. Um, and I would kind of almost suggest that just because, you know, it's easier to test. OK, here's a sales page with the video and here's a sales page without. Um so that, uh, I mean, that's another option. Well, let, um, let's go down that path because okay, I, let's do it. I, I, to be honest, I've heard of Google Optimize, but I don't really know much about it. So I'd love for you to enlighten me. Um, so w what is that and how are we using it in this case? Yeah. So Google Optimize is a tool that you use to A-B test, um, which just means, you know, you say, I want however much of my audience to see this page and however much of my audience to see this other variation of that page, right? So when you go into Google Optimize, you connect your website, they say, cool, this is your website. And you say, okay, there's this specific page that I wanna make a change to. Um, and I have a video of this on, on my YouTube channel too. So if you wanna kind of like walk through step-by-step -step what it looks like. Um, but so you go to um, that page, you would say, I wanna pull up this page and it shows you. And it's literally a drag and drop editor the same way that like a Wix would be. Not it near as pretty as like Wix or Squarespace is, but it's the same, I mean, it's basically the same thing. Um, and you can like add or delete elements. So in this instance, what we would do is we would have the page, I would make the actual page, the one that has the video on it. And then if you go into Google Optimize, pull up that page just by giving them your URL. Um, it'll pull up the editor and then I would just hit the, like select the video and hit backspace and then the video is gone. 
Um, you can choose to add more text in there. There's text box, again, just like it would be on Wix or Squarespace. You can add in new text if you want, um, or you can just try it without the video altogether. And then you set um, a time period, and then you set, you know, what the audiences are because you could even test it like I want people in the US to see it with the video because it's in English but people outside of the US or outside of these countries I don't want them to see the video because they don't speak English for instance you could do it that way um, and then you just press go and Google runs the test as long as you tell it to and it'll come back and say hey there was a statistical significance um, that with the video you're going to get more conversions or uh, without the video, it's not going to like you don't get as much engagement. One of those two. That's, that's very cool. And is that does that work regardless of what you build your website on, whether yes. it's done in a WordPress plugin or Wix or Squarespace? It, Google just somehow manipulates yeah. the code of your website. Right. <laughs> because something. I mean, I don't know. yeah, the, it's kind of creepy when you think about it, but I mean, it's the same thing as like, you know, when you, uh, maybe I was the only one, but like in grade school, when you would like pull up the school's website and then you go to like view page source and you change it and you look, or when you look up uh view page or view element, and then you change the element and like, instead of whatever your school's name was, you'd put like butts or something. And you'd think it was the funniest thing in the world because it changes it on the screen. Nobody else sees butts, but you do. And that's funny. Um, it's kind of the same thing, I think I'd imagine. Yeah. Cool. And you've all, and you've just given a bunch of people something that they can muck around with next time they're at school. Um, Absolutely. That's good to know. Uh, okay, cool. Google, Google Optimize. Now that's actually got me excited. Um, we're actually going through a process now of rebuilding our main website for our agency and, um, definitely going to plan some some tests uh as we roll that out so we're making the right decisions so is there a is there a minimum kind of traffic amount to make it worthwhile do you think to make it worthwhile i mean obviously you know that's kind of going to depend on your website i mean google will tell you whether or not it's statistically significant so I mean, in order to get that kind of information, you're going to need a decent amount of traffic. I would say like a couple hundred page views um, at the very least. Um, but like for me, I still ran the test. I ran the test on a page that like I never send people to. And I probably got maybe 100 views the entire test, which was like 45 days or something like that. And it's still comes back and it gives you the results you know it'll say this many people were served this and this many people were served this and this is kind of how they interacted um which is really nice and it's free now there are a lot of far more sophisticated tools that you can do that with but for the sake of accessibility i always tend to talk about the google products just because they're free and anybody can get access to them yeah cool definitely worth checking out i want to I want to ask you, Bree, just from in your experience of working with businesses and helping them kind of tame their analytics uh, and make sense of the data that they've got going on around what they're doing in business, for for a video marketer or a video producer who who is trying to work with their clients to not only deliver a great video but help their clients understand the return on investment that that video has provided for their business, what would you recommend? to that, to that video producer 
to like how how can they how can they work alongside their clients to either get access to the data that they need or to help their clients understand because I know for so many video producers they're desperate to help their clients understand the real value that what they're producing for them is providing their business so what would you what would you say to the video producer who's trying to do more for their clients with analytics yeah this is like my bread and butter because i mean when people say like will reynolds he's uh he owns an agency called sear um and he always says you know you want to be able to talk like a ceo and what does a ceo talk about they talk about dollar signs right and and as somebody who works under people or works for people in one way or another, you need to be able to show your worth. You you never know when somebody's going to come to you and go, okay, but what are you really adding? Like, what are you really bringing to the table? So this is such an important question. I think everybody needs to know how they, they can do this. Um, so I use again, Google analytics um, to look at the conversions by source medium right? So, um, source medium is essentially like what website sent, uh, traffic to you. And then like, what was the way in which they sent it to you? So for instance, YouTube always shows up as youtube.com forward slash referral. It's a referral from YouTube. Um, now, and under conversions, it'll show you like if, and if you have e-commerce set up, it'll even show you dollar signs. So let's say you send 10 people to uh, the website from a YouTube channel within like the first hour um, and somebody makes a purchase that's worth $240. Now you can turn around and say, hey, this video that we just created made $240 in the first hour. Um, Now that's the ideal situation, right? Um, But you can obviously, you know, toggle the dates and, and track over time. Now, what is very important to note about this is I mean, it'll also show you like leads, right? So if you're not doing dollar signs necessarily and and you're trying to generate leads, you know, the conversion there would be leads. And I'll tell you how many conversions you got from YouTube. Um, But something to remember about YouTube and just marketing in general is that everything's part of a bigger puzzle. Like everything's just a piece to a bigger puzzle. So um, where... I've seen things for clients like I had a client, we looked at the um, e-commerce like transactions attributed to YouTube. Well, Google Analytics attributes things on um, direct transactions. So that means the person went from YouTube and just made a purchase. That's not how things generally tend to work. But they said, you know, YouTube made Uh, 750 bucks. Well, we're talking about 20 some odd videos, tons of hours, tons of, you know, resources. Um, But there is something in Google Analytics called assisted conversions, which shows you, um, hey, people will go to your YouTube channel or from come to your website from your YouTube channel. um, But then they leave And then they come back um, just by typing in your URL or just by typing in your brand name into Google search. Um, And so directly, we had $750. When we looked at this assisted conversions, there was over $10,600 of assisted conversions is what it's called um, that could be attributed to YouTube, which just tells us that like they found us on YouTube or they 
gained trust with us through YouTube. They just didn't go straight from YouTube into buying. And that's perfectly okay because it's just a piece of the puzzle. Now, if you take that piece of the puzzle away, you know, I don't really know that I want to know what happens to all of that revenue. I, I would imagine a good chunk of that revenue goes away and it, it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's cool. you can no, take those numbers and say, hey, this is this is what our YouTube videos were worth. Yeah. So, I mean, for that video marketer, that video producer out there, I think what I'm hearing you say is is work with your clients and, and request access to Google Analytics because they're probably not looking at the data that, you know, with a bit of um, upskilling and learning yourself on what to look for and how to understand Google Analytics. I think that's a game changer for a video producer that wants to be able to help their clients understand the ROI. So, yeah, so either that or they work with someone like yourself, Bree, and, uh, and you know, outsource the analytics part. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's just so beneficial too. like even if you're not connecting it to dollar signs, like you can see, OK, the people that come from YouTube, are they spending a lot of time on the website? Are they going to certain pages over and over again? If they do, then maybe that is an opportunity for you to make a video about whatever that page is is talking about and whether that lives on your YouTube channel or goes on that page. You know, now you're even adding more value to to the business, you know? So important, right? Uh, so, you know, because that then makes you more sticky as a video producer, there's more value that you're providing over and above just this video that you're handing over to your clients. And they're going to see the value in what you're doing as well. And importantly, I think when you're looking at the data, the numbers don't lie, right? You can also know when something hasn't achieved what you intended it to achieve, but you can learn from that. And you right. Can, if they tell you, you, know, you can only make videos about our product and you go, okay, when we make videos about our product, people only watch 10 seconds. But that one time we did a video that was a customer testimonial and people watched the entire thing, right? Like now you have data to back up, you know, your creative vision or, or whatever that is. Yeah, that's so good. Bree, this has been awesome. Um, it's definitely got me thinking. I'm going to dive into you know, Google Optimize. I'm going to Actually, I've got Google Analytics 4 set up on our website, but I haven't paid much attention to it. So I've got my work cut out for me after this after this interview. So thank you for that. Um, where can people find out more and follow what you've got going on or learn more about analytics from you? Well, I do have a YouTube channel. I'm not a great video person. I just there to share my insights with people. So don't judge me on that. But if you just look up Bree E. Anderson, um, either on Google or on YouTube, my my channel pops up um, and you can see it there. But I hang out on Twitter the most and I'm just Bree E. Anderson there as well. Um, so yeah, people can find me there. Awesome, Bree. So guys, we'll have um, links to all of Bree's stuff in the show notes for this episode at engagevideomarketing.com slash 218. This is episode 218, so slash 218. Bree E. Anderson, thank you for joining me. This has been fun. Thanks so much for having me. So there you go. Thanks again to Bree for joining me on this episode. I hope you got value out of today's show. And I imagine like me, you're probably inspired now to jump back into your Google Analytics account and spend a bit more time paying attention or check out Google Optimize as well. I'm excited to give that a try, particularly for our, our new website, which we've got rolling out for my agency very, very soon. 
I appreciate you for joining me for another episode of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. Of course, if you've got value from this show or any of the other episodes of this show, then I'd always appreciate a rating and review on your podcast player of choice. Just take 30 seconds at the end of this episode to leave that review. I would seriously appreciate that. Thank you very much for that. And I'll be back with you next week with another episode of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. See ya.